This is the Formation Lab. Welcome one, welcome all to the Formation Lab, the only podcast on the internet that has a higher budget than a actual Formula One team. I'm I'm Luke, and I'm joined by my partner in crime. Tim, who can't believe that we blew through all our budget on liability suits because Luke decided to make Corona jokes and now everyone's suing us. So, yeah, um, well, a good chunk of it also went to the F1 translator. Uh, that it is did. a it's a high quality piece of machinery. You know, it smoked last week after we uh, after we put it through that Zach Brown quote. <laughs> I'm not surprised. You know, there yeah. are many different ways to look at that Zach Brown quote. So yeah, I mean, I was worried because it was I mean, it went through a whole pack of cigs. But you know, sometimes your machinery starts smoking and you just don't know what to do. Good news, Ferrari is still sponsored by Marlboro, so we got a little bit of that money back. <laughs> mission Winnow, it's Sorry. different. Yeah, Philip Mission Winnow, totally bad. not Marlboro. <laughs> Cole, totally, it's just their barcode. It's fine. It's, yeah, it's it, just subliminal advertising is all. <laughs> oh, God, help us. Uh, so, Tim, um, let's see. Do you want to start with the – Big news, or do you want to start with the little news or the good news? Let's start with the little news. All right, so let's start with the little news. We hinted at this last week, uh, but in 2021, obviously F1 will have the budget cap, and uh, it got reduced to 145 million dollars. It was going to be 175 for Formula One, but uh, 145 is the reduction now. So that went through. Tim, would you believe that uh, Ferrari, like final stand? You know, quote was it can't go below 145 million, and it ended up at 45, 145 million. I have a suspicion, Luke, that uh, that was actually Ross Braun saying it's at 175 million. I know you don't like it, and I don't care. So it's getting reduced to 145 million, and I recommend you come out to save face. And you do it just before we announce it. Because <laughs> Ross Braun was pretty well resolute that it was going down. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a 20% reduction. That's a lot of money. Especially, and, especially for what for Formula One is a already very small budget. Exactly. I mean, again, consider that Ferrari spends half a billion dollars every single year on their F1 program. It's a lot. So it's far less than half of what they already spend. So... Um, you know, for Ferrari to come out and say, oh, well, it can't possibly go below that. Oh, okay, so we're being appeased. No, you're not. Ross Braun's just kind of smacking you around, and John Todd knows exactly what to do with you. They want to keep you happy, so they're letting you save face, you Muppets. See, I had the opposite take. I had the take that F1 and everybody wanted to – to take it down further, you know, more towards the 125 million range or amount, possibly lower. But uh, Ferrari said no, and they just didn't have the cojones, the cajones to really stand up to it. But I think I like your take better that you got to have Ferrari just kind of, you know, you have we're going to appease you by letting you appear the victor. Exactly. And uh, with, with Ross Brun, I found that his tactics – uh, discretion is the better part of valor and he he will make sure that everyone can save face but he will assert his authority in a dominant way um he will allow everyone to have their dignity to you know move forward in a, in a good manner but 
Um, he will make sure that you know who's in charge, and that's him. So long live Ross Braun. Long live Ross Braun. You know, I really – the more you like really analyze the job that Ross Braun or really the head of the FIA at any point at any point has to do, it's not a very easy job. So like, it's one of those jobs where it's like, you can really kind of conv- like talk your way into like, no, all these decisions mostly make complete sense. If you look at it from just an objective standpoint of having to, you know, balance what the teams want with what the sports want. I, I think as it goes on, the more and more appreciation, not that I didn't have appreciation for him before, but I grow my appreciation for the job Ross Braun does. Exactly. I mean, there's, there's a reason he has 40 some odd world championships to his um, CV. And um, the reason that he was only su- succeeded by the, the, immortal Toto Wolf is because Toto Wolf's the only guy on the planet that could possibly usurp him and his powers. And it's just impressive to watch. And hopefully uh, Toto takes a management position with F1 after this and they can bury the hatchets and kind of take this thing over because they would lead the sport into a really golden age. They would. Toto knows exactly what he's doing. Um, so before we move on to the next thing, uh, I wanted to address something. Uh, I saw a talk on on some chat forums about why exactly F one has a uh, has a budget cap that excludes three people, the three highest paid members of the team. And I wanted to explain that because a lot of Europeans uh, don't think are very familiar with the concept of a salary cap and how objectively competitive that has made a lot of North America sports. Um, so I wanted to explain why it's a bad idea for Toto Wolf's salary to count towards Mercedes salary cap. (laughs) If, if, if I may, um, this is something that in hockey, uh, we call the Connor McDavid problem where in hockey, you know, let's round and say that your salary cap is $80 million, right? Mm -hmm. And you, you can just, However you want to allocate that, you can allocate that. One guy can make all $80 million, and the rest of your team can be volunteers. Connor McDavid is so good that to pay him fairly, you're looking at paying him maybe a third of your salary, uh, of your entire cap. He's just that good, and it's a fair price. The problem is, is that means that everybody else on your team has to have a substantially below average salary in order to balance it out. And that means you're going to have one guy who's really good and a bunch of players who are garbage. That's the same thing for Toto Wolf. And I think Red Bull would actually be hurt worse, uh, if not just as bad, between Christian Horner and Adrian Newey. If you paid those guys a fair amount, a fair salary for what they do, and you had, you know, your $145 million salary cap, you're looking at what, you know, a quarter of your budget just gone to Toto Wolf? No, to Christian and, and to yeah. Adrian. Christian and Adrian have over the years, and Adrian more than Christian, but Christian has certainly proved his mettle along the way on, on the pit wall in being a very young Formula One uh, boss. And I think they both have earned, earned the right to take that top tier pay slot. And it's good to do that because – it's good to, you know, you, you don't want your entire pay to go to a couple of different guys. Like you said, it's, it's the LeBron 
in Cleveland issue where LeBron, LeBron went back to Cleveland and nobody really went with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he could only take him to one or two championships single-handedly because he's, you know, LeBron. But it's also the Bryce Harper to Philly conundrum where that guy's getting paid bucks and yeah. no one else can be on the team. And then he goes out and says something stupid like he wants to bring a national championship to Washington when it's his first Philly debut. It's like, ooh. That's yeah. Yeah. It, 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 so, like, that's really – like, you know, that's the thing is is you can afford – you don't want teams to have to be able to pick one or the other. Do you want Toto Wolf or do you want the ability to have championship winning, you know, uh, engineers? Right. Do you want, do you want to have Total Wolf call your pit boss or do you want to have Adrian Newey design your car? You shouldn't have to pick you. If you have a head designer and you have, you know, the upper management, they shouldn't count toward your salary cap. They're not objectively on the field doing it. They're calling the shots mm-hmm. and they're running the team. So it makes total sense to have them exempted from it. Mm-hmm. And I think you'd find too, that if you pay, if you're Red Bull and you had to pay Adrian Newey and Christian Horner within that salary cap, within that budget cap, um, I think you'd find that the rest of the quality of your, you know, hands on the ground engineers, mechanics, et cetera, you'd find that the quality of them would dip to the point where you might not ever be able to see Christian Horner win a world championship because the rest of the team has to save so much money, like in a Williams-like fashion, you know? Yeah. I think it, it would just hurt teams in order if that counted. So I think, honestly, that it's more of a leveling thing than, a, than an old school, well, I just want to, you know, be able to throw money at things like F1 t- tends to do. Yeah. So that's, a, that's, our, that's, our, that's our side tangent for today. It's, it's a good thing that three people – are not counted towards your salary or towards it's your budget cap. Thing to have the salary cap, it'll mm-hmm. bring more parity and it will create create more competition, which is what we ultimately want to see. Right. And like with Major League Baseball having the salary cap, the Yankees used to just run away with it because George Steinbrenner would just take a mountain of money, throw it at players, and they would just run away with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then came the salary cap, and then you have to pay a luxury tax. I'm curious. I haven't looked at the fine print, to be honest with you, Luke. I apologize. Work's been a little crazy. But um, if there is a luxury cap, if they go over the budget, are they taxed at the 50% luxury tax that is then re-gifted to the lower teams like the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers are? Mm -hmm. I'm curious about that. I'll I'll put a pin in that later, and I'll find that out for our listeners who uh, who we will touch base with later. But F1 having that hard budget cap, as a North American sports fan, the salary cap has been nothing but a positive for most of the sport, for almost every sport it's done. I point to the NHL. Um, baseball has a complicated relationship with salary caps, but uh, which they really don't have an effective salary cap. You can go over, you just have to pay an extra you know, $2 for every money. dollar you spend. Exactly. But uh, hockey is crazy, man. Like you, you, you can have a world-beating team like a Mercedes, right? But then that that mechanic who built that great, you know, DAS steering, he's gonna want to be paid a little more because he won you the championship this year. And if you pay him the wrong amount, now you have just dead money, and other teams are sitting there ready to be like, "All right, you know, Mercedes handed out three contracts, so until they figure out their budget, 
as long as we spend optimally, we can get these guys. And you see that all the time. You see, uh, you know, hockey teams that make it to the finals and then within two years they're in last in the standings because they signed a bad contract or two or, you know, this guy just wasn't as good as we thought he was. Yep. And uh, I think that that is really going to be fun. You see different teams in every single year. And that's what I want from Formula One is the ability for not anybody to win any race is a little, you know, it's a little far-fetched. Right. Um, But the ability for a smaller team to be able to make a run is, is all I want. Like, like Williams to take a shot. Right. If Williams can take a shot at some podiums and maybe challenge for a championship, that is the ultimate success because that means as a fan, I don't have to naturally migrate towards Mercedes, Red Bull, or Ferrari if I want to watch any drivers win anything. Exactly. Um, no, it's, it, I think it's overall, it's a really great thing, and I'm yep. really excited to see what happens. Um, so, Tim, we got good news. Good news. Good news. Uh, we got some Fernando Alonso updates. Cue Fernando Watch. It's time for Fernando Watch 2020. Uh. Again, Tim, are you not excited for Fernando Watch 2020? I just, I no, I'm not. I'm Tim, sick of this guy, man. Tim, it's headline grabbing it. stuff. He's a, he's a prodigious talent. He's, you know, generationally great. It's just he destroys everything he's ever touched. He's like King Midas's half brother. Everything he touches turns to. You know, need to net it right there. <laughs> Don't think I wrote that down. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I I can't believe you're not excited. I can't believe it. I am. So I I don't know. Here, let me let me let me guess, Luke. Uh, I'll be honest with the listeners. I didn't get to look at the rundown before we did the show today. I know that on Twitter you said that I was right about something. I don't even know what that is yet. But let me guess. He's talking about wanting to come back, and he might come back to Ferrari, and blah 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 blah, and. No, Tim, Tim, you naive, you naive thing. Let Not me tell naive. you, we it's have really naive. That's what he does all the time. You sweet summer child. We have breaking news. Something you've never heard before. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> a a full time ride in IndyCar or a return to F one are unlikely in twenty twenty one. Can you believe it, Tim? Unlikely. Okay, I'm torn. Because on the on the one hand, woo, yes, I don't have to listen to this crap for another year. Yes, you are lying if you think there's not going to be another Fernando watch within the next month, man. I it, it's going to be like a week because he's he's going to be like, oh, I could come back with Honda. <laughs> sure, okay, let's see that happen. And then on the other hand, I have to listen to it for another year, where he's going to be like. I, I can come back and do this and that and this and that. And she's like, I don't care, Fernando. I don't care. I'm so sick of hearing about you, man. You know, you know, I'm going to keep doing a Fernando watch just because it bothers you. Like, he'll be like 65 at, at some point, And I'm just going to be like, for, and we're going to play the Fernando watch sounder. It's like, Fernando Alonso checked his mail this morning, found two bills, and walked back into his house. He was last reported wearing slippers and a robe. Oh my God! No, he'll he'll say to the press as as he's watching him. I'm, I'll be back next year with Ferrari. Yeah. Okay. I'll be driving a Ferrari to the mailbox next year. Trust me. Oh my God! 
So he did mention that uh, this is, I actually think there is a bit of interesting uh, dissection here in that he mentions that the commitment of an IndyCar schedule uh, that 16 or 17 races a year would be a lot, quote, at this point in his life. Um, so I think he's kind of coming to the point where he realizes like, yeah, I'm an old fart <laughs> at this point. Um, I'm nearly 40. Yeah. I'm not that fast. I have slagged off every car I've driven, every <laughs> manufacturer. And... But he's also driven the wheels off it, Tim. Yeah, okay. Sure, on a, on a few occasions, but he's also caused nothing but political turmoil everywhere he's gone. Oh, the Indy Five Hundred. I'm I'm jeez, I'm, ha- oh, I'm happy with the Indy Car teams. Don't touch my Indy Car teams. Leave my F1 teams alone. Go away. Just go away. <laughs> Quote, the Indy 500 is already a nice commitment and a long preparation for one race, so I can't imagine the whole championship. It would be full dedication. Also, there are five ovals that you need to respect. The Indy 500 is already a risk. Uh, the speeds are very high, and you take that risk because the reward is very high. But to do the ov- other ovals as well is always a concern for myself. And he also mentions that going into IndyCar, he's not super familiar with all of the tracks like the way that, I don't know, say all the IndyCar drivers are. Um, and oh, I th- no, he'd be yeah. slow for a couple. Mm. I just I for, for, for the first practice session. I don't <laughs> care. Fernando needs to just retire, hang, um, hang up the helmet, and, and, and go on a couple of press tours. He'd be fine. I, I he's been doing a press tour for the last decade. What are you talking I about? I know. <laughs> just let him keep doing that. And I got it on good authority that his agent, Flavio Briatori, could probably hook him up with some investments and he never had to worry about money again. I just don't care. He needs to go away. <laughs> you know, ah, oh man, you know, I think that McLaren, SP, Arrow McLaren, Arrow McLaren SP, there's, simplify the name, boys. Um, but I think Arrow McLaren SP, they I'm want. Call it McLaren. Yeah, McLaren. Arrow. McLaren wants no disrespect to Arrow, but it's McLaren. Come on, but uh, I think McLaren wants a third car. Um, but I think ultimately that isn't going to go to Alonzo. I think Jimmy Johnson is actually kind of an interesting I choice for Jimmy Johnson to be that with, third car. And with Pato Award and Oliver, oh my God, that would be an awesome lineup. You want to talk? We talked previously about like the possibility of a Fernando Alonso, an older talent, pouring into a young generation. You know, I like the idea of Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, Jimmy talks their language, obviously, as we've seen from the iRacing stuff. He's fantastic. Yeah, let's do that every day of the week. I would also love to see Jimmy Johnson, Lando Norris, and a few others uh, that we've seen jump into some WBC stuff. I would love to see them do a 24-hour at Daytona. I, I, would, I would have our tickets bought if that happened. We're going. I'm in full McLaren regalia. I don't care. We're going. We were going we to go this year, but we had to change our schedule. Um, but, I mean, I, that, I'm still willing to go regardless or not. I'm, I'll be there next year if you all want to come say what up to your boy. Um, Oh, hey, 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 hey. Corona. <laughs> oh, I think I think we'll be okay by then. I I hope it, you know if if it, if Corona wants to cancel the next 
24 hours at Daytona, I have bigger worries than the lack of racing, if I'm being real. Yeah, we're, we're probably in a great depression by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, hey, one more thing. Uh, Fernando Alonso says he, do- he can't make a public announcement of his 2021 schedule, but he'll have an update very shortly. Ladies and gentlemen, the gunshot you just heard with me just putting it in my mouth and just ending it. God bless America. Please stop. <laughs> my schedule is Flavio will tell you. Blah, blah, blah. Come out. Uh, um, and that will conclude this week's Fernando Watch 2020. It's time for Fernando Watch 2020. Uh, uh, oh, Tim, God. that's my favorite segment. Yeah, I know, because it tortures me. <laughs> it's absolutely brutal. He has caused nothing but turmoil. He's destroyed McLaren twice. He's, you know, destroyed Ferrari. Right, McLaren Honda returns to the 500. I'm wearing my McLaren Honda off. returns to the 500 shirt. I, I, I really want a McLaren fearlessly forward flag that I can fly at my house. I think the new version of McLaren that Zach Brown has ushered in is awesome. If Fernando does anything to ruin it, I riot. It'll just be me, but I will riot. Don't touch my stuff anymore. Sorry. <sighs> a toxic fan right now. But anyway, do we have anything else to chat about? We do. Speaking of toxicity, did you uh did you watch the uh IndyCar First Responders 175? Are you aware of the end of that race? I I heard some turmoil happened. It did. And before we get in here, I want to make a full disclosure here in that I don't always make a super hard point to watch all of the iRacing or video game uh, GPs. I'll watch them when they're on, but uh, I don't make a schedule to watch it like I would an F1 race or an IndyCar race. Um, They don't hold the same appeal to me. And while I enjoy them because there's nothing else on, um, I just don't feel there's that much to analyze. So we haven't been doing GP reviews. That's the reason is because for the most part, they just kind of happen. They kind of happen. They're, they're like 10 laps. You're not, they're just not Grand Prix. They're not races. They're, they're fun. It's good to, honestly, it's good to stream on Twitch just to, just to watch people make jokes. Like Jimmy Johnson's Twitch stream is just good. Funny Lando Norris's. Good, funny. You know, Connor all- Daly might have won the Twitch stream wars, honestly. Connor, I think Connor Daly wins the iRacing I season for me. I think he does, too. Goal. And we'll get into him in a second. But when you, to me, part of the thing of these iRacing is the drama isn't as juicy and the thrill of victory isn't as high, so to speak, right? It's iRacing. There's only so much that can go wrong, you know? Right. Um, but when you see headlines on the games subreddit, the one dedicated to video games, not the gaming, which is all the memes and millions of people, that's trash. Uh, but the actual like gaming news one that says IndyCar, <laughs> IndyCar iRacing has, spawns real world consequences. When gamers are talking about <laughs> IndyCar outcome, you go, oh boy. So you you're, go, you're like, hey, let's uh, let's throw this one in reverse and see just uh, what's <laughs> yeah. going on over here. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about the end of the race. Uh, Lando Norris got invited again uh, to the race in a great pro- cross promotion, and I want to specify too. Lando Norris always 
is streaming when he's not actually driving an F1 car. So, like, he is obviously the best iRacer maybe in the pro circuit, right? Like, he's got the most followers on Twitch and YouTube. Right. He, he's got the biggest following. He's, he's a right. great entertainer. Right. He's not – I don't want to say he's a better driver than – everybody else in the field, but he's certainly a better eye racing driver because they're slightly different skills. Um, not that he isn't fast in real life too. Of course he is. But uh, with about three laps to go in this first responders, 175, which took place at Indianapolis motor speedway, by the way. So everybody's all, all eyes are tuned on Lando because it's like, will he got to get teased into getting that whiff of a desire to race the 500 someday. Right. Which like, you and I would both be for. Absolutely. Uh, I think that would be a phenomenal thing. And to have his voice kind of speak to a younger crowd and a different crowd than Alonzo's voice does to say, no, 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 you don't understand. This race is something entirely unique and special. I think that would be such a great positive thing for IndyCar, for the Speedway, but also for Lando to get him like a feel of like, this is something different, but my word is it's special, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You would have to miss Monaco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that would hurt, but, would. but the fact that McLaren – Yeah, the fact that McLaren has a team in both does kind of help, though. Absolutely. Um, so about three laps to go, and Lando Norris, the most skilled racing driver in the field – uh, is one, two, three. It's him, Oliver Askew, and then Pato Award, first, second, third. McLaren is looking for a clean sweep here. Owning. Yeah, they're they're dominating this race. And honestly, what a moment for McLaren that would have been, regardless of iRacing or not. That would have been a pretty sweet thing to have a one, two, three finish at Indy on an iRacing thing, uh, on an iRacing GP. But he has to get around Simon Pagino, uh in around the end of three to go. And uh, turn four, Simon Pagino hugs the line, but really lets up on the gas. And uh, Lando Norris slams into the back of Simon Pagino. And this is the start of the first point of drama. Earlier in the race, Lando Norris had ducked into the, uh, had ducked into the, to the pits and cost Simon Pagino the race. Pagino smacked into him, and Lando says, that was totally unintentional. I was going into the pits. I'm sorry. That's Simon Pagino's initial excuse for this, you know, doing the same thing to Lando while he's in the lead. And first off, I want to specify, Simon did not, he was in the racing line and going super slow, but he didn't, like, herky-jerk the car all over the place. Right, he just... He did the other cardinal sin, which is you let up on the gas all completely. In the racing line, too. Exactly. On the racing line, you may as well just pump the brakes and brake check the guy behind you. Mm -hmm. Which, again, cardinal sin. Cardinal sin. Uh, Lando slams into the back of him, and that obviously costs Lando the race with three laps to go, or really more accurately, two and about a tenth of a lap to go. Uh, According to Simon, after the race... His intention was only to slow Lando and make Lando go around the outside. Now, I will say on the replay, and this is very different than racing. On the replay, Simon was on the inside and Lando could have gone to the outside, but reaction and the rate that he slowed down, I think Lando just didn't 
react mm. in time. It would have required good reactions, but Lando didn't have that at that moment. Not right. not a knock on him, but like could have been done, but it'd have been asking a little bit. But you were it's such a narrow possibility for you to have shoveled Lando into a move like that. Mm-hmm. That you're expecting a lot of IndyCar knowledge about how to crash properly when it's not immediately evident when you're maybe a Formula One driver who's more used to twisty turny circuits. Right. And that, yeah, that's a thing too, is I wouldn't imagine he felt on the edge of control that entire time, whereas Simon and the other IndyCar drivers, they're comfortable, for lack of a better term, at IMS, right? They know how to make that move to get around. Mm. at that specific section of the track, whereas Lando can do it on every other track, but I don't even think he's ever raced an oval. So maybe there's an, yeah, maybe there's a, you know, a lost in translation, if you will. Um, But uh, Lando was very upset about this, as was Lando's chat. Simon Pagino came off looking pretty bad uh, with his quote. Lando kind of roast, kind of got Simon, into more hot water when he apparently was on a phone call or talked to him some way afterwards. And Simon said that he kind of wanted Oliver Askew to win because Oliver Askew, who again, I should mention teammate to Lando Norris in this race. They're both McLaren. Oliver Askew is an IndyCar racer as an IndyCar driver. And he wants Simon Pagino wanted an IndyCar driver to win and didn't want two straight wins by Lando Norris, the F1 driver. And that is really what rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. A racer is a racer. You shouldn't be playing those petty lines. Present, present company included. Yeah. Um, so full disclosure, obviously, we've interviewed Simon. We've talked to him uh, both. He's in a friend person. of the show. Yeah, friend of the show at the race. Uh, at the races, we've talked to him a couple times. Um, I still have a very high opinion of him, but I just think this was kind of an immature move. Um, I didn't um, it, yeah, it, it was, was it was bad sportsmanship, and that's never something you want to see. Is it as egregious as some other things we've seen? No, yeah. but you know, we we would hope. I mean, I I won't speak for you, Luke. I'll speak for myself. I uh, I would hope that Pags would show more class. Mm-hmm. It was just a kind of a classless move to mm-hmm. say, "Well, you're not part of our group, so I'm going to." commit a sin against you to yeah. promote some, let, can, let someone else quit. I mean, who knows how much money could be pumped in if an F1 driver is having fun and, mm-hmm. you know, enjoying the competition and it's good competition. And you see two of the young bucks, uh, you know, coming up with McLaren and a team that's, you know, for all intents and purposes new. Uh, you know, it's just, I just thought it was kind of crummy. And I'm also willing to give Simon Pagino the, benefit of the doubt and again this is probably stemming from the fact that well i wouldn't say i know him personally i do know him and have interacted with him several times uh i'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt when he says that he only intended to slow lando um i don't think he would have intentionally crashed and if he wanted to intentionally crash um that isn't the best way to go about it is just kind of break checking somebody from that distance um We'll see how to intentionally crash somebody later, but um, <laughs> I, uh, I just I want I I'll give him the benefit of the doubt in that. Um, I also want to specify that 
I'm kind of okay with the idea of a driver selecting another driver, you know, helping out another driver, right? You see that all the time in NASCAR and it doesn't bother me at all, right? I'm going to throw up a block for this guy because I want my fellow driver on my team to win, right? It, it, that's commonplace. Um, so for Simon to, you know, have he did that for a Penske driver or if he did that even for a driver who he considers, you know, a close friend, like a Connor Daly, for example, I'd be like, okay, you know, just the fact that he wanted Connor to win. I can see that. Uh, and I'm okay with that, but to do it solely because you draw the line on IndyCar versus formula one rubs me the wrong way. Likewise. Um, Likewise. Bummer. Yeah. Uh, so bummer, but you know, it, I, for one, still have a high opinion of Simon, so. Completely agree. Just, uh, come on, Pags, dog. Come on, man. Ah, oh, dang it, come on. It, so, it's what like else do you have? It's like, a da- it's like when your dog, like, you know, ran outside of the yard for a bit, and you're like, I, I love you. Dude. I'm, just, I'm just a little disappointed in you right now. I thought I trained you better than this. Right? See, my dog does that all the time. Uh, oh, it, it's when do. my dog goes launching after a, uh, you know, a squirrel or something in the woods. And I'm like, Oh God, no, I can't do that. So thank God he's got a shot collar on because I'll buzz him to come back. Yeah. Ours does too. We have a lot of yard for her to run around in and that's too much yard to put a fence around. So we've trained her, but sometimes she just wants to test the boundary. And it's like, Oh my gosh, please stop going to the neighbor's yards. <laughs> the, wor- the worst is she's really friendly. So she'll just plop up on their back porches and they'll open it up, and she'll come and get head scratches from the neighbors. And yeah. the neighbors are like, oh, we had Derby visited today. It was great. And it's like, nothing. we don't want <laughs> our dog in your house. Stop it. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, but uh, you know what the good news for Simon Pagano is? What is the good news? He was totally overshadowed by a certain Santino Ferrucci, and that is where the title of this episode comes from. Tim, you are right. I was wrong. Tim is collecting basking in the glory right now. I, I, I just heard his name. I, I know he did something bad. I don't know what it is. I know you're going to tell me, but I knew it was going to happen. So, backstory. Uh, Tim, do you want to describe what happened back in his Formula 3? Was it 3 or 2 that he did that in? I think it was Formula 2. Formula 2, or no, uh, Formula... Oh, it was one of the lower formulas. We'll look it up later. It, so, he was not chosen to continue in his program. I believe it was the Red Bull program. Uh, I may be incorrect about that, but he threw a fit and decided to run into his own teammate going through the pit lane intentionally. The telemetry showed it was intentional. He aimed Mm -hmm. and he would do other stuff like have his cell phone in the cockpit. And yeah, that was right after that. Actually, he was called to answer for running into his teammate and he drove through the, the paddock with this, looking at a cell phone behind the wheel of a race car. But yeah, behind a wheel of a 500 plus horsepower racing car. It, it's just, he did all sorts of stuff like that. He, there were other things. He did hand gestures in the car. He took his seatbelt off well before time. He, there was one point where I believe he wanted to run a make America great again livery on his, again, British Formula Two car. Um, 
Which, yeah. like, regardless of your political opinion aside, I don't want to see that on my race car. Keep your politics out of my out of my race. Right. Like, <laughs> like, just don't. And you know he. He, he just has a, a wild amount of character flaws. And when he went to IndyCar, uh, Luke urged me to uh, reserve judgment, mm-hmm. and I didn't. Um, I, I slagged him off when he was at the Bomberito 500 here in the greater St. Louis area, and he decided to really slam the door on our, uh, our champion, Joseph Newgarden, mm-hmm. He was out in the he was out in the pedals and just threw it back on the racing line. Yeah, I, I, what are you doing? And nearly killed Joseph Newgarden. Hyperbole, so, but he really did nearly wreck him. And Joseph Newgarden let him w- was yeah he was pissed. Um, yeah. And by the way, Joseph Newgarden for anybody who's never seen the man, he's big. He's big, but he also, for the most part, puts off a very friendly aura. <laughs> oh no, super friendly guy. Would co- would, I half gave us a hug in the in the press room mm-hmm. afterward, you know? But but when asked <laughs> about the the issue with Santino, oh buddy, <laughs> he didn't hold back a thing. No. It was great. Um, it, but, he, it, but he like wanted to pal around with everybody. He was just a great guy and. If iRacing has shown anything about Joseph Newgarden, it's that he's actually a very fun dude. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so yeah, Santino Ferrucci almost did that and had no remorse. Just said, well, I really wanted the rookie points. Yeah. Uh, for the record, too, uh, Santino Ferrucci uh, over that weekend, it was uh, Formula 2 at at Silverstone, that weekend where he you know, ran into his teammate, cell phone, uh his co-driver, who I think is his Arjun Maney, I want to say he was Indian. Um, Arjun, he's been trying. He's been trying yeah. to crack into Formula One for a long time. Yeah, yeah, but uh, he said that there were some racist remarks said um, between him and his father. Not, Santino really Ferrucci has stated similarly that he has no regrets over the incidents. So, uh, Tim, I tried to t- say, look, they're really. IndyCar and NBC really promoted that he was kind of a changed person. This was in his past, but, you know, he wants to approach, you know, he has a new lease on life and he has, I think it was uh, Sebastian Bourdais, you know, really pouring into him as like a father figure and teaching him how to be a likable racer. And he really wanted to move on. So I was willing to give him a chance. Um, and I, I yeah, yeah. Tim wasn't, um, <laughs> no, you're done. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about why, Tim, you were right. Fast forward uh, to – we're going to tell this kind of in non-chronological order, but let's fast forward to uh, Saturday's First Responders 175. After, after Lando Norris and Simon Pagino have their incident, uh, Askew and Opato Award, Oliver Askew and Pato Award – you know, talk about a big dude, Oliver Askew, my word. But uh, they're leading the, <laughs> but uh, they're leading the way uh, with Marcus Erickson uh, in third. Marcus Erickson pulls off a phenomenal pass in the grass for first. Uh, looks like the 2014. Uh, I think it was Will Power who made that move. Uh, going into turn three, you were just looking at a good battle going on here. Uh, he made a pass for first award in Erickson. Uh, Award tried to make a counter move to come down in turn four. It is a dive bomb. It was a risky pass, but it was one of those where it's like, 
that's racing, baby. You took them both out. Sucks, but you know. And this is on uh, the final, the final lap. So award licks the stamp, sends it. Erickson and award crash out. So now we have Oliver Askew, and guess who's running in second place? Why? That's Santino Ferrucci. Fuck <laughs> Santino- him up, folks. He's about to do something bad. <laughs> Santino Ferrucci tucks in, and he gets a good draft. It honestly, I think he had the speed to beat Oliver Askew to the line. It's just a straight drag race at this point. Um, Oliver Askew is on the left-hand side of the track, right near uh, the inside wall. Santino is on the outside wall, and Ferrucci, uh, from across the track, just from our out of RKO's him out of nowhere. All right, drops the people's elbow from clear across the track, and takes out uh, Oliver Askew which uh, led Scott McLaughlin, who wasn't even competing really with three laps to go for a win, take the win because Santino Ferrucci drove sideways <laughs> into Oliver Askew. It, it, it was – Why? Here's the thing is I buy that Simon Pagano wanted to interfere but didn't want to crash. Santino Ferrucci just wanted to crash. He, he There's no unintentionality about it. He drove straight into him. He intersected him at like a 45-degree angle. On a straight. On a straight. <laughs> and it's like, yes, it's racing. No, there's no danger. But why pull a punk move? Well, in, and there's that trust of I'm not going to screw with you and you're not going to screw with me when we're racing in real life because it's lives on the line. So right. to violate that level of trust, even in a virtual realm. Messed up. It is messed up. Right. It's like it's like if you're playing, you know, it's like if you're playing, you know, like Call of Duty with if like if you're a soldier and you're playing Call of Duty and somebody team kills you. It's like, yeah, dude, like that is, you know, we do this in real life when our lives are on the line. You don't violate some, certain things. Um, Ferrucci laughed after it and said, no. it's TV. It's you're for the kidding. it's for the fans. You're, I, I'm just going to randomly be a jo- be the Joker now and just blow something up to blow something up, and it's for the fans, or it's because you're just a jerk. <laughs> like you know, I, and that's the thing: no remorse, no, no. You know, you're doing this. Yeah, you're doing this for the fans. You're supposed to be showing a live sporting event and being a good sportsman, which Santino Ferrucci has proven time and time again. He doesn't have that in his DNA. It just no. does not exist. If anybody. Signs him next year, I'll be stunned and disappointed in whoever that is. The the only thing that he has going for him at this point is the fact that he is a talented IndyCar driver. He's talented enough to be in IndyCar. Um, I wouldn't say he's top-end talent, but he doesn't have the maturity. He doesn't have the likability. He doesn't have any of those qualities, that the external qualities that make a great racer. He just has – he's like a punky, like, 14 year old you ever like meet like a 13 14 year old boy and you're just like look here i know you're young and i want to punch you right now but eventually you're going to realize how punchable you are and you're gonna and you're gonna get punched because you're saying racist things you're doing stupid stuff and you're risking people's lives Mm -hmm. he's that 13 year old boy who never grew up Right, he's that 13-year-old rich kid whose dad paid for him to get out of any trouble he was in, Mm -hmm. and he really just should have gotten beat up. And, you know... It boggles my mind. Hey, 
Newgarden, Pags, if there's anybody on the track that you should probably straighten out, it's him. Here's the thing is, is IndyCar drivers kind of towed the line last season with like, oh, yeah, you know, he's grown, blah, 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 because NBC was pushing him. But I tell you what, man, um, they're starting to kind of, as a unison, get sick of Santino. Not that they weren't already, but they're really voicing it. Uh, I believe it was it was Scott Dixon was talking about Pato, or not Scott Dixon, uh, Connor Daly was talking about Pato Award. I probably have those two names wrong. But he said they were under caution, I believe it was in, in Indianapolis, uh, during one of like the practices or qualifiers or whatever. And uh, he goes, he goes, huh, well, Pato Award just put uh, put something in the group chat there. I wonder how that works, huh? Uh, it, implying that, you know, he was texting while under caution and eye racing. You mean, uh, oh, oh I, yeah. never mind. Yeah, yeah. And Ed Carpenter chimes in over the, over the you know, talks goes Santino probably taught him something about that one. <laughs> Ooh. I love Ed Carpenter. So Ed Carpenter's taking pot shots at the kid. <laughs> I mean when it's Ed Carpenter, <laughs> like there's no more senior statesman on the grid than Ed Carpenter. <laughs> Ed Carpenter's had enough of him. <laughs> like it's great. Yeah. The, the, the kicker is is that Ed Carpenter again owns his own team. So if Ed Carpenter is sick of him, that's a door that's shut for Santino Ferrucci, honestly. Good. <laughs> good you know, good old, good, it, it, there needs to be a good old-fashioned take him out behind the barn and tune him up a little bit, guys. Like, just have a just have a, a come-to-Jesus or an oh-Jesus meeting, right? Like, come to Jesus, otherwise you're going to be looking at me and going, oh, Jesus, he's mad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Again, I vote for Newgarden. New Garden uh, could do it. Scott Dixon would be a fun one. <laughs> yeah, he would be. Because he doesn't uh, talk much. So, like, talk. My, I don't want to say he doesn't talk much. He's not Kimi Raikkonen. But, like, when he talks, you listen. Exactly. So, but, uh, but is they, that all that happened with Santino this weekend? Oh, no, no. We didn't talk about this last week. But since we're talking about Santino, here's another little fun little tidbit. Um, it's not the first time he landed himself in hot water in the last week. Uh, last week, the IndyCar IRC Challenge was at Coda, and he was on the backstretch following Felipe Nasser, uh, who, of course, is a powerhouse in IMSA right now. Uh, first in 2018, I think he finished second last year and looking to be on the roll for another championship in 2020. He was following – Felipe Nasser and Nasser is kind of he wasn't swerving he was putting up a block not an egregious block just a block that you'd look and go yeah that's that's a block you know that's fair. Right, yeah. that's that's fair it's fair game on the back stretch right like and that's fair game Nasser he knows what he's doing right Formula One driver he right. knows how to drive a car right one of the one of the best one of the best like sports car drivers on the planet right now too he's so fucking the same but oh, yeah. uh, while passing him, Ferrucci got on comms to speak to all the drivers, right? So the public comms and goes, you know, there's you're, you're, there's a reason you're not a real race car driver, Nasser, right? Straight to his face. He he needs to get beaten. He did. Like the kid needs to get just just his teeth kicked in. The disrespect. The, like there's the, no there's no thought of. I think that's my biggest problem is that. Not only does Santino Ferrucci 
comport himself in a way that shows no regard for what he's done. He has no respect for what he's done. Mm-hmm. He has no respect for the fact that he put New Garden's life in danger. Right. He has no respect for the fact that driving into someone intentionally is wrong. He has no inten- no respect for the car he's wielding at any point and no respect for his fellow drivers. So what on God's green and purple earth is he doing on the grid when he doesn't respect anything he's doing? He's like, honestly, it's like he, you let a kid have the nu- nuclear codes and he's just going to run around and do whatever he wants. Right. You didn't discipline that child. Right. And, and this isn't a sport like baseball where the unwritten rules are just there. The unwritten rules of respect in racing are there to save people's lives. Right. And like, the thing is, is that in baseball, if you break the unwritten rule, the next time you're up at the butt, up at up at bat, you're gonna get one in the ribs. Yeah. So because people demand respect, and I think that that's the thing. Is Santino just doesn't show it in a sport where showing respect is more important than arguably any. He doesn't have any. Yeah. At all, like get him off the grid, get him out of that seat. He's dangerous. He's dangerous, and I can't see how he's good PR at any point. I just want to point out that uh, if you find the Wikipedia page for Santino Ferrucci, which I did because I will talk about his uh, accolades in just a second here, um, the second paragraph in like the introductory paragraph, you know, before you get to the contents, says. Ferrucci has been a controversial figure in motorsports. In 2018, Ferrucci was fired from his Formula One, Formula Two team after accusations of wrecking his teammate and racist remarks. Ferrucci has been cited as one of the world's most hated race car drivers. There are three citations in that paragraph, two of which are on the sentence, Ferrucci has been cited as one of the world's most hated race car drivers. And ladies and gentlemen, this kind of stuff is why. Yeah. So... Um, I, I'd like to take pride in being right, but honestly, I'm just sad. You want to hear the good news that came out of it? Yeah, it, it, Well, not that good news, but no. Santino Ferrucci, after passing Felipe Nasser and telling him that he's not a real race car driver, cooked it into turn 12. <laughs> Ruined his entry into the turd because he wasn't focusing. <laughs> like, great move, buddy. The only thing that would have made it better is if uh, Connor Daly roasted him with a yikes afterward. Connor Daly did roast him. Did he? <laughs> he did. Connor Daly wins. On the stream, he goes, oh, my gosh. Did you just hear that? What is Santino thinking? So he goes, to Nasser? To Nasser, the XF1 driver. I like Nasser. <laughs> we, need to get, we need to get that sound right. To Nasser. Did you just hear that, kid? What? Oh, yeah. how, 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 how about the what the Santino thinking? <laughs> yeah, what was Santino thinking? Yikes! What was Santino thinking? Um, they, Santino, Nasser made it to F1. You weren't fast enough. Sorry. <laughs> Somebody else on Connor Daly's comms, like on his stream channel, goes, I would say that Nasser is arguably a, a better driver. And Connor Daly barely even lets the guy finish. He goes, I would potentially say that, yes, Nasser is a better driver than, than Santino is. He is. <laughs> he is. Let, let's, let's go over Felipe Nasser's uh, accolades, shall we? Um, he has a British Formula 3 championship. He has a Formula BMW championship. He has the North American Endurance Championship in 2018. Uh, the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship in 2018. Finished second place in both endurance and sports car in 2019. And 
is a powerhouse in IMSA right now, uh, made to F1. And I would say uh, if there's in, out of drivers that aren't in NASCAR, Formula One, or IndyCar, I would wager that he's probably a top three, four driver in the world that's not in one of those seasons. That's not in one of those series. I completely agree. Santino Ferrucci isn't worthy to carry his racing boots. No, no kidding, because uh, he's never won a championship of any kind. You know what? You, you know no. what? Uh, <laughs> Santino Ferrucci. When was the last race he won? Uh, I'm not sure. I know that his best uh, finish in terms of a championship was Formula 3. Um, his best Formula 3 finish in terms of a championship is 10th place. And the uh, the closest to any championship he's ever got was third place in the 2015 Toyota Racing Series championship. <laughs> and that's the guy who's trying to dunk on again one of the most talented drivers on earth that's not in open real or stock car racing it's like a it's like a high school kid trying to dunk on lebron saying you're not a real basketball player <laughs> it is really okay. it is uh go dunk on lebron yeah cool or lewis hamilton is more like lebron maybe it's uh more like uh trying to dunk on Kimi Raikkonen. Buddy. No. <laughs> you can tell how sick they are because the other thing Connor Daly said too is, uh, let's see, uh, quote, how does it cross, how does that cross your brain to say? He's not going to get fired, obviously. There's a funding element there that's necessary, and that's all I'm going to say about that. IndyCar, <laughs> you're paying for your seat, Santino. You're paying for your seat. You are a paid drive. You're one of the most hyper competitive grids on the planet. On the planet. You're like, a paid driver. You are a paid driver. You don't get to say that stuff. Uh, it, it, it saddens he me. Gets, you know what, Luke? He gets the yikes of the week. He does. They can, can continue to roast him. Let's, uh, let's cue up the tunes. Let's cue up the yikes of the week. It's time for Connor Daly's Yikes of the Week. Yikes! Music to my ears. So Santino good. Ferrucci, congratulations on your Yikes of the Week. You're cruising for a Wall of Shame nominee. I don't know if we want to address that this week. We'll wait. We'll wait. But, uh, I think he might be heading for something worse. Oh, villainy and intrigue. No. Kyle Larson corner? Yes. Mm. We still got to figure out something to say, something to, a name for that. But we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. <laughs> Banished to the bowels of the, of the what, what's his face again? Kyle Larson corner. Kyle Lar- yeah, Kyle, Kyle Larson. Larson's corner for career suicide. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're banished to the bowels of <laughs> bowels of hell with Kyle Larson. Um, I like the word incorrigible. We should put incorrigible oh, in there. It should be like the bowels of something, like something <laughs> that you can the smell. The of up. Kyle's corner with the two bowels K's. Of Kyle's corner. Oh, with two K's. <laughs> yeah. Kyle's corner. You're missing one K, but with those two in it, who knows? Ooh, Kyle's ca- Kyle's corner for career suicide. Three Ks, so you allude to the racism. The racist. Kyle's corner of career killers. Ooh, that's four Ks. It alludes to the fact that he's a racist. Uh, and and they both are. <laughs> they both. <laughs> they both are. Uh, yeah, Kyle. Messed up about Arjun, so <laughs> at least, at least here, here's the here's the positive takeaway for Santino Ferrucci: is your racism isn't recorded yet. 
Uh, well, he's on iRacing, so he's probably gonna do something stupid. Yeah, well, he's not the he's not the 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 brightest bulb in the box. Let's put it that <laughs> Let's way. Put it that way. So on the uh, on the bombshell, the I seed Tim, you're right. Santino Ferrucci has not changed. Dude sucks. No, <laughs> not one iota, which is kind of sad for me because doggone it anyway. I wanted to believe in the best in humanity, but here I am. The eternal pessimist, which uh, apparently is just a wounded optimist, uh, but uh, Santino Ferrucci was not the one to restore my faith in humanity. Instead, he has proven the rule, and he's just kind of terrible. But IndyCar will soldier on. Hopefully, someone gets him straightened out one way or the other. Yep. Tim, I'll say it right now. Tim is right. Luke is wrong. And I'll say that for all of eternity to hear. And on that bombshell, I think it's about time we wrap up. I'm Luke. I'm Tim. We'll see you guys next week.